Late Night Poems is brought to you by Deep Overstock, the bookseller's publisher. Find out more at deepoverstock.com. You're tuned in to Late Night Poems Radio. We drink and we write and we call it poems. It's part improv, part game, so let your words flow. Now, it's nearly midnight. Come on, let's go. Hello, you're tuned in to episode four of Late Night Poems Radio. That's P-O-M-E-S, because a poem by any other name still rhymes with gnome. I'm Mickey Collins, and my co-host, Bobby Eversman, is beachcombing. Find anything good, Bobby? I found two thimbles full of sand and a discarded loincloth. <laughs> any uh, tarot cards out there? There's a few star tarot cards under sand castle. Ah. Well, uh, what a callback for our loyal listeners. Uh, you know, I'm trying to learn how to be funny, and it's real slow going. So that was my attempt <laughs> <laughs> I enjoyed that. Okay, thanks. Uh, well, on every episode of Late Night Poems, we drink, we write, and we play poetry games, and we invite you to write along with us. That's right. Each week, we learn a little bit about ourselves. By writing on note cards and confessing it on air. Every episode we play from a theme, and we have three games derived from that theme. So, Mickey, what is tonight's theme? Uh, Tonight's theme is the Minotaur's Labyrinth. But we can't get started without our fellow poemists. Who do we have joining us tonight? This week we have three other poemists joining us. The first, never to be abandoned on a rock and screaming, Theseus, Theseus, come back, Theseus. Sweet as candy, Ryan Sprinkle. Hello. How's everybody doing? Hello, hello, hello. there. Hello there, Radio Land. Hey there, all you cool pups and doggos. Pups and doggos. Woof, woof. Wow, wow, wow. Ryan, what are you drinking? Uh, tonight I'm polishing off a uh, margarita that I poured earlier in the evening uh, with Espelon tequila and Kirkland signature margarita mix. Kirkland. When you're, you know, you're already at Costco. <laughs> uh, and then when that's done, I've got Cactus Wins the Lottery from Ex Novo, Ooh. which is apparently a prickly pine Berliner Weiss. That's, that's everything. That's everything going that on. sounds good. That does sound good. I'm jealous. <laughs> Ryan, bring some of that over. I know you're outside of our house right now. Come on in. <laughs> I gotta find a better bush. <laughs> it smells so much like tequila out there. Uh, well, our other poemist joining us tonight is Never Without Her Broadsword or Magic Thread. Please welcome the always daring, always just Hannah Collins. <laughs> Hello. Hi, Hannah. What are you drinking? Hi. I'm drinking a glass of white wine. Mm-hmm. Mm, not very exciting. It's not Kirkland wine, and I can only imagine what that tastes like. Tastes like being at Costco. Kirkland. <laughs> <laughs> when enough is enough. Honestly, Kirkland. I feel like it, probably like gasoline. <laughs> yeah. Okay. And our special guest tonight is a writer, director, actor, dramaturge, door closer, yeah, podcaster. <laughs> Sorry. 
just logged off of AIM. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Director, actor, AIM user, dramaturge, podcaster, and content creator who is passionate about storytelling in all of its forms. She loves words, knows a little too much about Shakespeare, and will happily discuss books for hours. In fact, if you want to hear her talk to books for many more hours than you can choose, or sorry, as you choose, be sure to check out The Book Fort, a podcast about books and other stuff. You can learn more about the podcast and Azalea's other work at AzaleaMichetti.com. Please give a warm welcome to Azalea Michetti. How are you, Azalea? <laughs> I am good. Thank you. I'm really glad to be here and hear all your lovely voices. Yay! Here too. Glad to be here. <laughs> Azalea, are you drinking fermented tea or are you drinking some sort of normal drink? Berliner normal coffee? drink. <laughs> I'm not drinking. I'm not drinking fermented tea. I did have fermented tea earlier today. Mm-hmm. Um, no, I'm going to be very rude and I'm going to open this right now. Do it. Oh, that's perfect. <laughs> Sorry. No, no. Uh, tonight I have a shilling hard cider, grapefruit oh. and chill. Ooh. <laughs> Sounds good. It says, let's flamingle. Wow, that's adorable. Because <laughs> there's a flamingo on the front of it. That's <laughs> mm, flamingo. Did you ever see My Son, My Son, What Have You Done? Mm-mm. Oh, that's great. He, he has flamingos as his pets and he calls them. They're my eagles and drag. (laughs) (laughs) That's brilliant. Yeah, he's he's great. That's adorable. It's great. Um, Azalea, Mm -hmm. we're going to ask you just a couple very serious questions. Okay. I'll get my serious face on. Okay. Get your serious face on. Make you feel right at home. Okay, so... Azalea, we have noticed in your writing that you often make references or even rewrite certain folklore or mythic traditions. So Mm. what is it about these stories that inspires you to write? Um, Hmm. That's a good question. I think it's part of the reason that I like Shakespeare too. There's something about these myths and old stories that are, that resonate with the human condition in a way, which I think is a lot of what storytelling is. Mm-hmm. Is sort of us figuring out how to be human. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, there's there's something fascinating to me about finding the things that, no matter whether it's been a thousand years or just two hundred years or five hundred years ago, that still resonate today, despite the fact that no one could have predicted the world that we are <laughs> currently living in. <laughs> yeah. I think it's really yeah. good to compare those two, you know, especially like Greek myth and Shakespeare. You have all these mm-hmm. moments of fuck ups, you know, based on not having the right information, not listening to the right information. Yeah. Act, yeah. And then something horrible happens like Romeo and Juliet. Someone knows something, gets the information to someone else too late. Someone dies because of it. Right. Similar to our theme tonight. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Mickey's also got to Oh, go ahead. Sorry. Well, it's interesting to me how, too, how you can kind of track sometimes, like, what people were influenced by. And, like, the fact that we're still being influenced by these Greek myths 
that are, you know, thousands years old mm. and that other people, even Shakespeare himself was also influenced by the same stories and yeah, that they have a, a really interesting history. <laughs> they just never stop. They come up in everything. They, I just, they're just everywhere. They're everywhere. Mickey, what's your uh, Yeah, yeah, I'll ask a question here. Mm -hmm. um, so with all these, you're talking about like how, you know, no one could have predicted what's going on now. But is there like a, a myth or a story you can think of that maybe like is pertinent to what's going on in today's world? Well, I mean, honestly, the one that comes to mind is the Emperor's New Clothes. Mm. <laughs> you guys know that story? Yeah. Oh, because yeah. I think it is, it's a, you know, it's a funny kind of story, but at the same time, it speaks to a, a necessity uh, in, for those in power to have, have people around them who will be honest and those yeah, exactly. <laughs> yes, man. Yeah, and and for those who would be leaders to know that there's responsibility mm. that comes with that. Hmm. Yeah, it's that's been in the news a lot talking about uh, uh, Abraham Lincoln's or the cabinet of rivals. Hmm. Now that's totally does not fly today. <laughs> Say anything yeah. yeah. You put it right in, put right out the door. Yeah. I yeah, I know. You can watch uh, Hamilton now on Disney Plus, and one of the things that I had kind of forgotten about our si system in the early days that they talk about in that is the fact that early on, when a person ran for president they did not get to pick their vice president. The person oh, yeah. that they lost to became their vice president. And in many ways, I think that that is a fascinating power balance to, to navigate because it's like you are now have to work directly with the person that you were so in yeah. opposition with. Yeah. So that's much cooler. Yeah. That'd be really <laughs> interesting. If mm -hmm. if that was still still how it was today, that'd be really weird. Hillary Clinton is Donald yeah. Trump's vice president. Oh god! Yeah, oh my god. Donald Trump is Joe Biden's vice president. Oh god! No, <laughs> no. <laughs> oh god! All right, we the, we can make an exception there. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think so. <laughs> it's hard to be a vice president when you're also in jail. So, That's oh, right. yeah. <laughs> Oh, damn. If only. <laughs> uh. Do you have like a favorite myth or story that you um, like keep going back to for inspiration or something like that? Well, I am a, I have been for most of my life a huge fan of Greek myths in general. And I really love um, specifically the. Uh, Hades and Persephone myth because I think there's I, a lot I agree with that there, that one's really good 
Yeah. And there's a lot to sort of pick apart in there um, and different angles to see it from. So it's, yeah, it's one that I've come back to many times. And I don't know if you guys uh, know the musical Hades Town. Wow, it's just like musical theater central tonight. Sorry. <laughs> um, but the musical that won the Tony um, this year, last year, some recent year, uh, is based on Greek mythology, specifically um, Orpheus and Eurydice, but then mm. Hades and Persephone show up in it as well. And it's it's one of those stories that talks about an old myth in a very new way and kind of gives these characters an opportunity to to have opinions and to be seen from a different angle that is fascinating to me. Um, yeah, I feel like there's always something new. That's kind of that's kind of the same with like that uh comic the web comic lore olympus or lore's olympus yeah. or whatever it's called yeah uh, yeah lore olympus um like it kind of is more i mean not necessarily that modern but kind of like a newer weirder take on persephone mm-hmm. H- um, hades yeah yeah i love that web comic it's so beautiful it's too so good Ugh. so good <laughs> <laughs> delightful Azalea, how many spears could Shakespeare shake if Shakespeare could shake spears? Mm. Shaking spears. Well, he was not a military man, as far as I'm aware. So probably only one. (laughs) The correct answer was two. He has two hands, so he can shake two spears. (laughs) All right. Okay. All right. I'll take that. (laughs) Wow. Azalea. It is an expert in Shakespeare. Can't even get that question right. Oh, I know. Failed. <laughs> I just handed my Shakespeare card now. <laughs> hey, he's got a mouth, too. He could probably do at least three. One between his legs. Well, how, between his big legs? Are, how big are the spears? Are mm. they like a standard 12-foot spear? Because... <laughs> The standard. <laughs> I don't know if 12 foot is the standard, actually. Ooh. I just made that up. <laughs> <laughs> Azalea is also an expert in spear. I, it's true. I am. <laughs> all right. I think we are all on the same page about recreating old myths. So, on that note, let's get to the poems. For our warm up game, there is no need for any pens or paper. Tonight's warm up game is The Sacrifice. King Minos of Crete rounded up seven boys and seven girls every seven years, put them on a boat, and sailed them off to the labyrinth to feed the Minotaur. Mickey? Uh, yeah, so uh, Pomus are going to provide a myth about the labyrinth by creating a Madlib, or through the use of a Madlib. <laughs> Mad King Madlib! Uh, so we have a few different Madlibs here. We're going to go around and ask you for um, a certain word. Type, and uh, then we'll read off the Mad Libs and we'll see what we got. Uh, so, Bobby, we'll start off with a noun from you. Okay. Brain. All right. Uh, Azalea, also a noun. Um, feather. Mm, all right. Brain feathers. Uh, 
<laughs> uh, Hannah, a verb. Feather brain. Feather brain. Um, I'm going to say bleed. Ooh. Mm. Uh, and a noun from Ryan. Spear. And then I was thinking about Shakespeare. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I need a plural noun, so I'm going to go with uh, mail. Like mail delivery. Oh, chain mail. Yeah. Oh, like, huh. like letters. <laughs> like letters. Chain letters. <laughs> Topical. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Save the USPS. USPS. Yeah. All right. What? So our first Mad Lib here. Uh, so it's every seven years, the brain sent feather, and and spear to bleed the male. <laughs> that kind of worked. <laughs> You use your spear to open a letter and a bunch of blood falls out. Oh, no. You guys don't get letters like that? It's better than anthrax. Get that at least once a week. Just an envelope full of blood. Full of blood. Can you believe that there's like a whole other generation that does not know about the anthrax scare? Isn't that weird? Oh, don't make me feel old. <laughs> I love the idea of there being characters named Feather and Spear, though. Yeah, yeah that's pretty cool. I love that. It's a classic comic duo. That's right. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Get the bleeding mail. <laughs> or maybe it's maybe that's one of the signs of the apocalypse when the letters start bleeding when you open them. First, there were blood in my junk. <laughs> no, blood in my coupons. No, no, oh no. Oh, get a from grandma. I hope it's money. Oh, just, just yeah. blood. Just blood again. Thanks, grandma. Blood again. Uh, all right. This next one, uh, Bobby. I need a body part. Okay. Ooh. <laughs> Uh, tongues. Tongues. All right. <laughs> uh, Azalea, a creature. Ooh, a harpy. Ooh, good one. Uh, Hannah, a body part from you. Um, I'm gonna bring back the armpit. <laughs> All right. Good. Good. Bring uh, <laughs> Ryan, another noun. Come back. <laughs> another noun, Ryan, if you would. Oh. Uh, cheese. Cheese. Can't have a Mad Lib without some cheese. You need that cheese. Uh, (laughs) I agree. What better to go with cheese? I'm going to put wine for my noun. Mm. (laughs) Uh, All right. So our second Mad Lib is complete. The harpy had the tongue of an armpit. Oh, oh, oh. (laughs) Oh, wait, no. I read that wrong. Sorry. They had the tongue of a cheese and an armpit of wine. Oh, wow. That's convenient. That's convenient. <laughs> wine and you get cheese. That's <laughs> fine. Like, wow. You lick your armpit and have... Yeah. yeah. Okay. <laughs> that sounds like a, an armpit of wine is like only as much wine as you can hold under your armpit? <laughs> or there's a lot of here. under your armpit. <laughs> 
We're doing body shots <laughs> of yeah, wine yeah. from the armpit. I'm, I'm just like imagining my armpit like back. spewing out wine, though. <laughs> you know, just like one armpit. Uh-huh. Yeah. Well, maybe instead of sweat, armpit. it's wine. Ooh, exactly. Like <laughs> right. Jesus has an athletic thing. You know? <laughs> it opens them up. Turn the sweat into wine. Yeah. <laughs> uh, all right. Last, Thank you, last and final Mad Lib here before we get to the real games. Uh, Bobby, give us a number. Seven. All right. Uh, Azalea, a plural noun. Eyeballs. Eyeballs. Uh, <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> uh, an adjective, Hannah. Um, farting. It's not an adjective. To fart. <laughs> oh, yeah. Fart kind of like an adjective. Cut that out. Uh, oh, no, that it kind of works, yeah. We'll, we'll put it in. Grammatically, yeah, it's an adjective. No, it's not. No, okay, yeah. wait. Um, gassy. Gassy. Okay. All right. There you go. That works. Uh, Ryan, I need a proper noun. Um, monocle. Monocle? <laughs> that's, that's proper, <laughs> right? That's very proper. <laughs> Mr. Monocle. Yeah. Oh, no, like a, like a person, like a, I'm sorry, yeah. I don't, I'm bad at this. What is a proper, proper noun? Like a capital, capital letter at the beginning of it. Oh, okay. Um, Egypt. Egypt. <laughs> Monocle is a genius. I like, I like Monocle. <laughs> <laughs> Mr. Monocle. All right. Mr. Monocle. It's Mr. Monocle, dude. That's like the new version of Clue. <laughs> Mr. Monocle. <laughs> Mr. Monocle. He's just, he's just a knockoff, like, Monopoly guy, Mr. Peanut. Yeah. It's in a long line of, like, caricatures of rich men hucking products yeah exactly peanut shaped rich men <laughs> who doesn't love an adorable little rich man <laughs> that has a monocle uh, all right yeah. uh our third battle is complete now so i would sacrifice seven eyeballs seven eyeballs to egypt in order to get a gassy pencil Oh. <laughs> that's, that's a good one, one. <laughs> hall of fame gassy, gassy pencil. pencil what is yeah what is the draft gassy pencil what what is the question there it's a gas powered pencil you know oh, okay you get like oh, you get like okay. 10 paragraphs to the gallon it's not you know it's pretty good <laughs> nice. like, are you feeling down recently <laughs> yeah yeah <laughs> and instead of ink it's just like yeah it comes out as gas yeah. Yeah. Mm. Um, oh, so you could do like skywriting, but it would be like right, right in yeah, front yeah, of you. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> my own airplane. Yay! <laughs> I am my own airplane. <laughs> all right. Now that we're all feeling mythical, everyone grab a pen and paper, pour yourself <laughs> a tall glass of something strong. It's time for our first round. The Minotaur was created when Poseidon made Minus' wife, sorry, Minus's wife, Pasiphae, fall in love with the bull. Pasiphae had the craftsman Daedalus fashion a hollow wooden cow, which she climbed into in order to mate with the cow. The monster, the bull, sorry, bull. 
The monstrous minotaur was the result. But we've all been there, right? I feel like I'm on the weapons <laughs> of the hidden temple right now, like Olmec's telling me the story, and I'm going to have to answer the questions and get down the steps, get oh, my yeah. pendant. Team Read Monkey, a pod, the mm-hmm. Team- <laughs> <laughs> um, Yeah, we've all been there, right? With the bowl and the climbing inside the wooden bowl in order to... Yeah, just, just me. Right. Sure. Uh, so for round one tonight, we're going to play a mini tour of monsters. First, we'll play a word association game. So everyone write down an animal-related adjective, like scaly, feathery, wet, and we're going to pass it to the pomist below you in alphabetical order. Okay, so from this word, write down the animal which best represents the word. Yeah. So it, can it be a real animal, a, a yeah. mythic animal? I actually, uh, ideally, just a real animal for this part. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So write down that one animal, and then draw a line on the other side, also coming out of the word. And now, think of the animal which least resembles this word. Write down that animal. So now you're going to keep your original animal, so the animal which best suits the word, circle that one. And then this other animal, this reject animal, you're gonna hold it up as high as you can, as if you were going to sacrifice it to the gods. So now, since you're holding it up high, pass this opposite animal, this reject animal, to the palmist above you in alphabetical order. Uh, All right, so using your original animal and your gifted animal, or reject animal, I guess, you must write the mythical origin story of a monster that combines the two of them. It's a creature so terrible, such an affront to the gods themselves, that you will have to hide it into a labyrinth. Uh, your poem will be six lines total, with six words each. Because 666 six, six is the number of the beast. But unfortunately, we only have five poemists. <laughs> but they say that one in every six people is secretly a monster in disguise, so I think we'll be okay. <laughs> You can pause here if you'd like to ride along with us. We'll give ourselves five minutes in the studio. So pause now and give yourself five minutes at home or more if you need. We're not watching outside the window. If you are riding along tonight, you can send your poems to poems at P-O-M-E-S because that's how it should be spelled at deepoverstock.com and we might read them on a future episode. That said, we'll be right back. Okay, poemist ready? Drink. Poem. Pens down, it's time to read our monster poems. We're going to start by reading in reverse alphabetical order. So, Ryan, you're up first this time. Great. (laughs) (laughs) So, uh, tell us the two uh, animals you ended up with, and then... uh, Yeah, so I got a... uh, I had a baby seal. I had a fuzzy little baby seal and a scorpion. (laughs) (laughs) A baby, a baby scorpion. Yeah. <laughs> oh no. <laughs> and I was, you know, it, it. I could visualize it so. It was so perfectly in my brain, but making it into a poem was really difficult for me. So, uh, here goes nothing. Um, he flap his whittle pincer flips, 
He arches precious stinger tail. He's hungry for fish or flesh. He'll sting and punch and wail. His mother was a harbor seal. An arachnid father provides the seed. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> that was good. Caps for Ryan. Yay. I don't know what you're talking about. That was good. Uh, well, yeah, let's follow it up with mine. Okay. <laughs> we'll see how good yours was. Uh, so I ended up with a skunk and a pangolin. Pangolin. Uh, so a, a skunkolin, a punk, I don't know. Skankolin? Skankolin. It's a skank. Skankolin. All right. It's like ska. It's yeah. just out there skanking. <laughs> I'm not going to ska this, though. I'm sorry. <laughs> All right. Hard-shelled, black and white stripes, able to dig underground and fart. <laughs> Like landmines in the backyard, the perfect creature to annoy neighbors. Unfortunately, it was too toot powerful. <laughs> the terrible gas cannot be contained. <laughs> toot, powerful. Toot, powerful. toot Toot powerful. <laughs> toot powerful. It's like, do you guys ever read those picture books about toot and puddle? Toot no. And oh my god, they're so cute. <laughs> That sounds adorable. Oh, very, very cute. <laughs> uh, all right, Hannah. All right. So my two animals were um, kangaroo for the word jumpy. And then a cat. So I guess a cataroo, if you will. <laughs> all right. <clears throat> there once was a beast that could fight humans so strong they could knock one out. Meanwhile, the conniving creature from the desert snuck into villages, infiltrating, pretending to be small humans. These two creatures found each other. They formed the most powerful beast a human could ever face. The end. Ooh. Ooh. <laughs> Beautiful. And they called that movie Kangaroo Jack. <laughs> yeah, they did. Back to the Kangaroo Jack. <laughs> <laughs> kangaroo jack mm. uh, Bobby alright I got two almost identical animals one that lives in the water and one that lives on the ground an eel and a snake <laughs> <laughs> really oh wow so it's uh, a water snake <laughs> the water it's a seal the snail meek <laughs> yeah, Sneal is just a snail. Monique is going to be a good All right. Wow. Dr. Omicron was working in the snake tongue. Eel eye. I want a head of snakes. Two heads. The cobra loved an eel. Is that so wrong? Really? We made a tiny... Labyrinth. Not too proud of that one. <laughs> Wait, were you cutting out, or did the sentences just end? They just ended like that. Okay. <laughs> no, I like that. Bobby, I was just making sure. You, it's like, no, that's just how Bobby writes. I, I liked it. It was good. 
I like the idea of this this creature just slithering through a labyrinth. Yeah, Ew, I know. <laughs> I do not like that at all. Eek. Eek, you might say. Actually, wouldn't it be wouldn't it be okay. pronounced ache? I got an ache. No. E-E-A-E. Eek. E-E-K-E. Okay. God. It's like you've never bred an eel and a snake before. That's true. I haven't. Wow. But I have I have bred a kangaroo and a cat. Yeah. Yeah. That was tough. tell you that right now. Oh, my gosh. All right, Azalea, you ready? Okay. So my two animals were a leech and a horned lizard. <laughs> so that gives us a, what, a, a lizeech or a lizard. Lizard. <laughs> a lizard. Um, okay, so the, the lizard and the leech. Desire delicately scratches through sandy tresses. Can you love me? She squelches. The horns give no answer, but to press themselves between her teeth. Consume me till I am none, but the husk of desert bliss. Damn. I didn't realize how dirty it was until I read it out <laughs> loud. <laughs> yeah. That was like erotic. Oh my god. Oh my god. Wow. <laughs> All right, there you go. Uh, Cool. All right. Uh, Great work, everybody. Now that we heard everyone's poems, we're going to award some points. Tonight's points will be in quantities of sacrifices to the gods. So, for example, I might say, in honor of Ryan's poem, I offer two six, sorry, six two-headed bulls to Poseidon. I like two six-headed bulls. Six two-headed bulls. Two six. Whatever the quantity, whatever how many heads. That's the sacrifice. Uh, So, Ryan, uh, whose poem, or I guess, yeah, whose poem are you sacrificing in honor of? To which god? Yeah, I'm going to sacrifice one baby to the sneal. (laughs) (laughs) One human baby? Yeah, because I feel like that's really all it can eat in one go. It's not a very big monster. Baby seal takes revenge. Who are you offering it to? Oh yeah, which which god are you making the offer to? to oh, to the to Bobby Sneal. To Bobby Sneal. Because I feel like it, it can really only eat one baby at a time. If I give it if I give it more than one, those other babies are just going to grow up into men, and then he's never going to be able to eat the whole ah. thing. Yeah, oh, but with just the one baby. baby. Yeah, just the one baby. He'll end up like the snake in uh, the Le Petit Prince ah. <laughs> oui, oui. Yeah. Uh, that eats the elephant. <laughs> Oh my god. Did the steel eat your bait? Oh, long... uh, all right. Uh, for my sacrifice, okay. I'm going to sacrifice an old pair of boots to uh what, what was your yeah, the the cataroo? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh, so you know it could be like a puss in boots so it can walk around in boots and more easily blend in. 
<laughs> I kind of at first I imagined a kangaroo with a cat in its pocket. <laughs> <laughs> I love that. Just a kangaroo that adopted a cat. <laughs> yeah. I'm gonna raise you as one of my own little kitten. Little kitten. <laughs> um, okay, I'll take those worn pair of boots. Oh, yeah. Thank you. Well it's not for you, it's now that I've had a cat for several weeks now, I can't imagine it staying inside that pouch for very long. <laughs> mm, Absolutely not. It's going to fight its way out of that cats thing. Cats love going in bags <laughs> and like, you know, like war places. It's probably just like curl up in there. Yeah, yeah hiding in places. <laughs> yeah. uh, well, Hannah. Yeah. Okay. So I, okay. I think I'm going to give, I'm going to sacrifice five chihuahuas to the um what was it the lizard (laughs) yes lizard the lizard lizard. um because back in in god knows how long ago chihuahuas were sacrificed to the aztec gods so they they know where are the aztecs now they know (laughs) They know how to do it. Where are the sticks now? Not good, did Chihuahuas, they get it. Let's <laughs> <laughs> see. I want to sacrifice a uh, jar of eeks to the uh, to the blood sucking lizard. 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 <laughs> One jar of eeks. Love it. One jar of eeks. Taking a inventory. <laughs> One jar of eeks. Well, well I got think... a pair of boots. <laughs> hey, boots are very practical. <laughs> I think that I would sacrifice. 12 aphids Ooh. to the the cat yes. cataroo is that what we're calling it <laughs> cataroo yes because uh, i'm imagining a cat with giant back legs oh god <laughs> <laughs> no no you know what it is there's this cat that i follow on instagram whose name is duck and he has no front legs and so he walks around like a kangaroo because he, oh my God. he just has to like, or like a little velociraptor. Aww. It's so cute. <laughs> uh, That's so cute. Mm, it's adorable. That's totally what it is. <laughs> Give me a mm. velociraptor cat. <laughs> I sacrifice 10 cats with no Jesus. front feet. <laughs> All right. Well, on that note... <laughs> Let's move on to round two. Uh, we're going to play a game called Wait, Don't Go Down That Corner. Labyrinths aren't all full of darkness and abandoned half-cow suns. Jim Henson's labyrinth is full of nasty, delightful surprises. For instance, the tall wall full of hands, the two-door riddle, or the bog of eternal stench. As we are five poemists stuck in the dark and terrible labyrinth, punished for the monsters we created in round one, we turn the corner. And have sprung a trap. That's a trap. All right. So everyone, close your eyes. We're going to have one minute to write down as many crazy ideas as possible. 
After one minute, you're going to pick your best one and gift it to the POMUS after you in alphabetical order. These are ideas for traps. Exactly. So, yes. We're starting in five, four, three, two, one. You have one minute. Blind in the darkness of the labyrinth, you turn the corner and run into a trap. Write a five-line poem using every sense but sight. The first four lines, one line per sense. Hearing, tasting, feeling, and smelling. The fifth line is the trap gifted to you by the other poemist. Don't say the trap out loud until you're reading your poem. So again, the final line will be the trap. Uh, And if you're writing along at home, go ahead and pause here. We're going to give ourselves five minutes in the studio and stay tuned for our halftime show. All right. Ready? Drink. Home. Tonight's halftime show is a cage match for the ages. In the red corner of the labyrinth, we have the mighty jackalope. Ryan? (laughs) And in the opposite blue corner is the fearsome chupacabra. Hannah? What's the chupacabra make? (gasps) You tell me. Should I go back to Ryan? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I don't know what this All right. sounds like. Ryan, give me a chupacabra. <laughs> right. Beautiful. <laughs> Which one will come out on top? Let's find out. Ah, they're making their way toward each other. Getting closer. Oh, no. They've gotten lost. <laughs> all right. This wasn't well thought out at all. <laughs> The two competitors have yet to even face each other as they're busy navigating the labyrinth. Just keep turning left. (laughs) Let's get back to round two. And we're back. All right. So this time we're going to be reading in alphabetical order, starting with Azalea. Okay. Y'all ready? I don't think I'm ready for this. Rumbling and shaking, the ground screams in agony. The putrid scent of old meat mixes with the crush of fresh pine. The tongue tingles with the promise of bitter delight. Reaching out one hand, two hands is not enough. They stick. The boulder's crushing embrace is the last sensation as Katamari bears you away. That was great. As a huge fan of Katamari, yeah, I think that's exactly what happens. Katamari, wow. Now we know how all those poor people feel when they get into that ball. Wait, can you guys hear Lucy purring? My ear, my ear pod fell out of my ear and landed on her. 
Uh, all right, Bobby. Let's see. Oh, a thousand tracks of easy rainforest binaural beats at once. Where's the next one? Oh, the sweet promise of real aloe. <laughs> uh, oh, the prick of a thousand spiky times. The taste of defeat. A room, pit, or labyrinth full of fake aloe plants that have sharp tines. One of them is real, and you are desperate to find it to soothe the sunburn on the bottom of your feet. (laughs) (laughs) Beautiful. Anna? Okay. As I walk through this labyrinth, I hear a vibration and water pouring. A familiar taste in my mouth. An herbal smell fills the air. It's nice, homey. I drag my hand on the walls around me, touching the green leaves. I turn the corner, and a hind-legged walking cat pouring tea into a cup. He convinces me my whole life has been a lie. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, no. Oh, no. Sounds like very, like, Studio Ghibli. I know it does, right? Uh-huh. That's why I was like, I need like the leaves uh, and like yeah. herbal, yeah. And the oh. vibration is the purring. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> nice. I like it. Uh, all right, here's my trap. Here, a slight clink. Psh. Taste salty, no spicy, acidic iron. Smells bird my nose hairs into my brain. Feels sharp, greasy points, smooth and cold. As it spring, ah, it's got my arm. Spray's got my eyes. It's a bear trap covered in pepper spray. Poor me. For you, uh, <laughs> and because your your leg gets uh, snapped and then gets pepper spray all in the wound. Well, I was thinking like it sprayed into my eyes. Yeah, as it as oh. it sprung. <laughs> Double whammy, uh, Ryan. Yes, uh, the smell of a succulent mega burger wafts beneath my nose. Mm. I feel the vinyl beneath my booty, sticky with California's heat. The sound of a pretty little rich boy leading on the nerdy girl mingles with a 50s jukebox as I taste Nat's famous peach pie. My God, I've fallen into the peach pit in 90211. What the hell? Oh my God. Fallen in the peach pit. Peach pit, peach pit. That's what? That was great. For those not in the know, the Peach Pit was a diner that Brandon Walsh worked at on 90210. (laughs) (laughs) All right. uh, Now, everybody, it's time for points. Azalea, how many sacrifices are you making and in honor of whom? Hmm. I am going to sacrifice... Three giant 
peaches <laughs> to the peach pit. Uh, <laughs> as long as they're full of James, I'll take them. Yeah, exactly. Well, they're probably full of, yeah, James and Spider and Caterpillar and uh, something else, whoever else is in that book. (laughs) Just like a fig. As we learned last week, figs are full of dead wasps. Gross. Gross. (laughs) Take that, wasps. Uh. (laughs) Wait, how how many giant peaches? Three giant peaches. That's a lot of James. That's a lot of James. That's two Jameses. All right, uh, Bobby. Okay, so uh, two very strong, we're talking like weightlifter priests, walk one person up to the sacrificial altar, right? <laughs> and one's pulling for Azalea, and the other one's pulling for Ryan, and they just keep pulling until the person's completely split in half. So Azalea gets half a person, and Ryan gets half a person. Uh, half person? This is an acceptable compromise to me. I hope my half has a spleen. <laughs> you get the spleen, too. Yay! <laughs> my spleen! <laughs> uh, all right, Hannah, your turn. Okay. Um, hmm. I think I'm going to sacrifice uh, 11 virgins oh. uh, to Azalea. <laughs> <laughs> to, just to Azalea. Um, so <laughs> here are 11 virgins for you, Azalea. Thank you. Thank you. You're welcome. <laughs> <laughs> and that's that. <clears throat> and that. The way the cookie crumbles. <laughs> yeah, I was gonna say. <laughs> uh, mm. All right, uh, for my sacrifice to go with those virgins, I'm gonna actually sacrifice eleven volcanoes, uh, but into the peach pit. Um, <laughs> whoa, whoa, whoa! <laughs> yeah. Um, How'd that work? I don't know. You know, it's for the gods to figure <laughs> out. They're a little we're putting all of these. We're putting all these volcanoes inside the diner. I thought they're just uh-huh. going in the pit. Yeah, the the peach. Yeah, the diner okay. peach. Yeah, sure. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, but they're like those, like what you know, you, paper mache volcanoes. Right, baking soda vinegar. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. We're having a science fair. <laughs> yeah, it's eleven science fair projects that you now have to decorate the diner oh. with. And the half person's the judge. <laughs> 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 Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Moving on. Ryan. Uh yes, I'm gonna sacrifice seven incels to Bobby. <laughs> These aren't virgins by choice. They are involuntarily <laughs> celibate. But they work just as good as regular virgins. Don't worry about it. No, yeah, do it fine. a pinch. <laughs> <laughs> we don't have virgins in there. Oh my god. <laughs> Uh, all right. Round two is done. Round three, here we come. As Daedalus invented and built a labyrinth for King Minos on Crete, shortly after, he was imprisoned within the same labyrinth. Like Daedalus before us, we find ourselves imprisoned in our own labyrinth for creating a monster. But we're inventive people, aren't we? We'll make wings out of feathers and wax. 
And wings of wax aren't all they're flapped up to be, folks. Yes, the great inventor Daedalus made wings of wax and bird feathers for himself and his son Icarus. It's easy, Icarus. Look at me. Flap your arms like a bird. But whatever you do, don't flap so hard you fly too near the sun. But we all know that Icarus, delighted by flying through the air like a bird, flew so high that his wax wings melted in the sun. You might escape your labyrinth, but you might also drown your son. Well, round three, this game is called Escape from New Labyrinth. Each poemist must write their own epic poem with three parts. One, how you brilliantly evaded the trap. Two, how you bravely defeated the monster. And three, how you ingeniously invented the most genius invention, which got you closer and closer, so close to freedom, and then totally failed. <laughs> Uh, yeah, so this will be uh, two lines per part of the poem. So we're going to have six lines total. And we're going to go with A-A-B-B-C-C. So two lines on how you brilliantly evaded the trap, rhymed. Two lines how you defeated the monster. And then two lines how you invented this invention that saved yourself but then failed. Also rhyming. Everyone ready? If you're writing at home, go ahead and pause here. We'll give ourselves five minutes in the studio, but we'll see you right after this. And ready, drink, poem. We've all weaved through a maze of our own creation, and now it comes down to this. We'll start with our readings with the poem who has the least favor with the gods. And uh, the least number of sacrifices is going to be me. So I'll start. <laughs> this is how I escaped my labyrinth. A bear trap covered in pepper spray, huh? Good thing I've got my salt shaker, bruh. A skinkling farting up a mighty stink. I've got a gas mask that's dyed pink. I built a parachute from skinkling hide. Alas, the chute passes gas, and I died. Oh, oh no. Poisonous gas. Poisonous gas. <laughs> uh, uh, well, yeah. I was thinking more that the gas went through the chute. Oh. Passes through it. Yeah. Yeah. It's not perforated. Words. <laughs> uh, anyway, next up is going to be Hannah, who has a pair of boots and 12 aphids currently. Oh, okay. Mm. Okay. Like I said, mine is kind of strange. Okay. I didn't believe this cat. I ran as fast as a rat. I turned the corner and saw the beast, stabbed him, and had a feast. <laughs> <laughs> Flamethrower in hand to burn the green. Fuck this maze. Labyrinth, I mean. <laughs> <laughs> that was good. Calling it like Thank it is. You. Yeah. Heck yeah. <laughs> uh, all right uh, so next up with uh 
a single baby and seven incels to his name, Bobby. (laughs) 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 Quite the harem. That sounds about right. Thank you. Let's see. Everyone knows a fake aloe by its tines. They turned my fingers holy as the mines. Around the corner was the dreaded eek. I gave it a baby. It would digest in a week. I made a bridge of sea foam. And then I drowned. (laughs) (laughs) God, you guys have died. I made it out alive. You're supposed to fail. (laughs) Well, okay. Breaking the rules, Hannah. Oh, I was supposed to fail? Yeah, that was in the rules. Remember? The wax wings. Hannah's a rebel. Hannah's a rebel. No plant bad, no plant is rebel. Well, I guess I, guess I kind of left it up to like... Maybe. I got a flame. Maybe you burnt so yourself like in the flames. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe. <laughs> Just a little burn. <laughs> uh, Alright, so I believe next, five chihuahuas. A jar of eeks, half a person that includes the spleen, and 11 virgins. Azalea. <laughs> Woohoo! Okay, here we go. Slide by me, ball of damasy. You cannot take a hold. My body is too slick with oil to get caught in your folds. A monster bearing down on me, I run like marsh on fire. The pools of flame behind me send the monster to its sire. I've made a brilliant thing I might patent when I'm home, but I forgot how to get down. Now I'm stuck here all alone. <laughs> Very good. It's almost Susian. Yeah. Yeah. No, I was totally thinking that. Damn. Uh, cool. <laughs> well, uh, top of the uh, sacrificial pyre here with three giant teachers that start managing our, you know, human size since we're talking about James and everything. Uh, half a person. Uh, he's just, just the boy. Uh, <laughs> just... Half a person as well and 11 volcanoes. It's Ryan. Okay. I told Brandon it ain't happening. And I clubbed the fuzzy exoskeleton of the baby Skelpian. The carapace made a fine boat, but his mother lived in the moat. Ooh. <laughs> what? Ooh. Mama. I'm going to get eaten by Mama. <laughs> mama Skelpian. <laughs> uh, terrifying. Ooh. Terrifyingly cute, am I right? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, all right, I'll start us off with these sacrifices. I'm going to sacrifice four moving walls, since you know walls always move in labyrinths, uh, to Azalea. Mm-hmm. Right, yeah, like, <laughs> I'm going to get stuck on top of the wall as it moves. <laughs> Maybe it'll move out of the way. That's something I can climb. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, oh, Hannah. Um, I'm gonna. Uh, I'm gonna give two flamethrowers, sacrifice two fl- flamethrowers to Azalea oh. as well oh. for her Susian poem. 
Right, that's why I get you can't give it to her for the same reason. That's against the rules. <laughs> yes, I can. Absolutely, I can. <laughs> well, as we've established, Hannah is a rule yeah, breaker. Right. So thank you, Azalea. <laughs> Azalea she actually understands me. what the rules are, so she can break them. Oh. <laughs> uh, I'm just really slow. Okay, <laughs> Bobby. Who's next? Ah, okay. Well, for Azalea's <laughs> Susian ending, <laughs> I'm going to sacrifice ten uh, show tune singing pelicans. Ooh. <laughs> oh my gosh. I will happily accept pelicans, especially if they show tunes. None of them sing the same show tune at once. They all sing Not different. all at the same time, oh, each a different song. Yeah. <laughs> Love it. <laughs> uh, cool. Well, Azalea, who are you sacrificing mm. to? Who am I sacrificing to? Um, I think I will sacrifice uh, four bottles of elderflower tonic. Mm. To, um, I, I think I have to go with Hannah, the rebel, the oh. rule breaker. <laughs> oh my goodness! Thank you. Uh, I will gladly take that. It sounds delicious. <laughs> mm-hmm. Well, maybe it'll fuel your flamethrower <laughs> as well. Ooh, yeah. <laughs> we love fire. Elderflower flamethrower. <laughs> 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 All right, Mr. Sprinkle. Uh, I wish to sacrifice three sneeches upon Azalea's beaches. <laughs> <laughs> Beautiful. <laughs> In true Susian fashion. <laughs> sneeches on the beaches. Uh, All right. Cool. Well, thanks, guys. That's it. I think so. Okay, so with let's see, three sneeches, ten singing pelicans, two flamethrowers, twelve virgins, half eleven virgins. Thank you very much. Virgins, sorry, eleven virgins, half a person, and I, I gave her. What was the last thing? <laughs> a partridge in a pear tree. Uh, four moving walls <laughs> as well. She. She got a couple oh, yeah. chihuahuas in there. Oh, yeah. I think Azalea is the winner. Yay! That's right. Uh, well done. And for Thanks, winning late guys. night poems, you've won a a home at home sacrificial blade to use in all your sacrifices. Oh, it's just what I yeah. wanted. <laughs> Been meaning to get a new sacrificial blade. Gotta cut up those sneeches. <laughs> My old one was getting dull. <laughs> yeah, you know, it's been it's been used so many times. <laughs> uh, but yeah, don't worry, everybody else. No one goes away empty-handed on late night poems. Each of our runner-up poems will be going away with a labyrinth building kit. It uh, consists of a single brick, and you can build your own labyrinth at home. That's it for tonight's show. Special thanks to tonight's poets, Hannah Collins and Ryan Sprinkle, and our special guest, Azalea McKetty. A quick reminder that Azalea's podcast is Bookfort, and we can find that on, is that on Spotify yet, Azalea? Um, it will be. 
And Apple Podcasts, hopefully. Okay. So when this comes <laughs> out. Okay. Mm-hmm. So you can find Book Fort on Spotify and Apple Podcasts. Mickey, do we have parting words for our cast tonight? Of course we do. To say farewell tonight, everyone is going to state the moral of their myth. You've defeated your monster and escaped a labyrinth of your own creation. But what did you learn? Bobby? Uh, Never buy fake houseplants because they will multiply and confuse you. (laughs) Uh Uh, Ryan? Uh, You know, real winners always use drugs. (laughs) (laughs) I I feel like Dare has been telling us the complete opposite this whole time. <laughs> Dare to be different. <laughs> Dare to be a rule breaker. That's what I always say. Uh, Hannah, what did you learn? I learned that, you know, I probably should not trust cats. Hmm. <laughs> okay, or they're going to tell me my whole life is a lie. <laughs> but you know what? They're, they're probably right. <laughs> Well, what if Uh-oh. this is in the future and your whole life is dependent on believing cats are going to, that you don't trust cats? Uh-oh. Your life is a lie because you didn't trust cats. Oh, God. I'm so confused. <laughs> <laughs> I'm so lost. <laughs> what timeline oh, are we in? Oh, what God. <laughs> Let's see. Is it uh, Mickey? Uh, no, Azalea. What oh, did yeah. you learn? This- mm. Um, always have an escape plan. Mm. Very good. <laughs> uh, like any good cat, though, if you can't get up the tr- if you can get up the tree, you better have a way to get down. <laughs> <laughs> That's a good lesson. Uh, the lesson I learned tonight is, uh, you know, gas can be deadly. <laughs> That's it. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, there you have it, folks. Problems of your own creation are the hardest one battles of all. Thanks for listening to Late Night Poems. Bye. 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 You've been listening to Late Night Poems Radio. Our intro song is Night Owl by Broke for Free. And our music interlude is Go to the Picnic by Loyalty Freak Music. Used under Creative Commons license and the public domain respectively. Late Night Poems is brought to you by Deep Overstock. Check out deepoverstock.com for more information. See you next time on Late Night Poems.